So let's jump into the message today. Uh, by the way, excited about e-groups kicking off. We decided to start our e-group uh, a little bit early, so we started yesterday, yesterday morning with our group, and so we had a great time with all the guys that came out. And so make sure that you check them out, though. There's some groups that that have some space in it, and I believe that that it'll it'll do you some good, amen, amen. to jump into an e-group. So check those out online. So let's jump in because I, I got a little bit I want to talk about today. Uh, last week was absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for coming out and, and joining us. And uh, the king cake, I mean, some of you guys were a little ridiculous with how much king cake you ate. Uh, to be honest, I see why parents put limits on their kids. It didn't work with you. But anyway, we hope you enjoy that. Uh, that was an awesome time celebrating. And again, a shout out to all those who went public with their faith through baptism. Amen. Wasn't that awesome? So cool. So as we were uh, sharing last week, we talked about what our heart has been for people in the last 10 years. And, and to think that it's been a decade, that word sounds so official. Am I right? Decade. Like it, it sounds like you did something when you celebrate uh, a decade. But one of the things that we said that we wanted to help people do was move forward. Move forward into the plans that God has uh, for their lives. And we shared three statements that I think has been so crucial for us, just some statements that we have lived by. And I, I, as we shared them, it's not just stuff that we did in the past, but it's moving forward. And those statements were, number one, God is for us. Do you believe that? that God is for us. Number two, we said that God is faithful. And number three, we said that God is not finished. He's not finished. And I want to use that to set up the message today. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you down a path of scriptures today. To, to, really, to, to really bring this message to you. If I just use one section of scripture, it would do okay. But I feel like just giving it all of the support through numerous scriptures is really going to uh, bring it home for you. And really what I'm hoping you to see today is the possibilities of not just what God can do in your life, but the possibility of what God may actually be doing in your life like right now. And to help you to see that there's probably a little bit more progress that's taking place than what you're given credit for. Amen. And so we're going to start out this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I've used this verse numerous times, but I have to use this to set the whole sermon up today. It says this in Matthew 16. It says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. Say rock. rock. And upon this rock which is a foundation upon this rock. This is what Jesus said. I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not. Say will not. That means whatever is coming against you does not have to conquer you. Come on. Powers of hell will not conquer it. I want to use this verse today to set up the message called the building process. The building process process. I want us to pray, and then we're going to jump in. Father, we love you, and thank you for this awesome time that we have together worshiping you. But now, Father, we want to hear from your word, and I just pray that your word will just be amplified in our hearts, God, not just for information, but God, today I pray for revelation, that our eyes will be open to see who you are and what you are up to, what you are doing in our lives. And I pray that we walk out of these doors today with hope knowing that you have been so good, you've been working all along. So, Lord, today I ask for your help sharing this message. I pray, Father, that it will be encouraging. I pray it will be life-changing today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
if you have ever built a home before, anybody ever built a home, not bought one, but built one before, or anybody ever did a home remodel before? I'm not talking about painting the living room. I'm talking about where you had to tear things out and put things in. Anybody else? Anybody in here? Y'all know what I'm talking about. That is a process. And it's not just a quote-unquote building process. There's a whole lot of other processes involved. Am I right? Because when you embark on one of these journeys to, to, to build something new or to remodel it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. It ain't just finances. It ain't just Home Depot and Lowe's and all the other places. It's not just Overstock.com and all them places. There's a lot of emotional energy that goes into it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to see the hands, and yeah, you got to admit it. Anybody ever got into, you, you're already lifting your hands. It's like I know what he's about to ask. Have you ever got into an argument with your spouse while doing a home remodel project? Too many ladies' hands went up too fast. That was fast. Here's a better question. How many of you got in a fight with yourself while doing a home remodel project? You know what I'm talking about, where it won't go away, and you start, like, really tearing yourself down? Like, what was I thinking? What were you thinking getting into this project? You don't know what you're doing. It just, like, escalates, and it's, uh, I don't know. It's just something about it where it takes some work. It takes some energy and some effort. And then you come to church, and you pass by this big Amazon building right here, and you're just like, Whatever. Because it went up like that fast, am I right? And it looks like every time you pass by, oh my goodness, they keep doing more and more and more things. And it's just like this massive structure. And, and you, you take a time out and you consider the amount of planning that went into that. You were stressed out about remodeling the laundry room. And there they are. They're trying to build this like huge structure with thousands of employees to work there. Think about the financing. Yeah, they did not open the Home Depot account, you know what I'm saying, to get that one up. And you think about the, the physical labor, the digging. They got dirty going into this process. They, they pouring the concrete and, and erecting all the steel. I mean, it, it's, it's a process, and I, I can tell you're starting to feel it as I share this today. In any building process... There's lots of hope and excitement because you've, you, you have this picture in mind. You have this idea of what you want it to look like. Uh, you were scrolling through your Pinterest app, and you saw that, and you said, this could be our home, and your home is far from being that. But in your mind, you really believe that you can achieve that with paint and a slip cover for your couch. And so you go all out, and when it doesn't work the way you think it should work, you start getting other people involved, and they need to do this. And I'm talking about kids and, and spouses, like all this stuff. And, and it's so much, it, it, all this hope and excitement turns into such a challenge. And it's like it's not supposed to feel this way. We're supposed to enjoy this. This is an awesome achievement for our family. And it turns into, you say one more word about the color of that wall. Now, I, I'm not trying to be aggressive. I'm just saying I know. Uh, Cynthia and I, we have built two homes. And uh, it, it was a, a good process overall for us. Uh, we also remodeled a home, the home we currently lived in. We completely remodeled it. And I can tell you, it was enjoyable, but it was a, let's call it a learning experience. You see how you do that? It was a learning experience because although we were so excited about it, it challenged us. It really put us in the place of um, hmm, we're going to have to repent to each other. 
have to ask for a lot of forgiveness. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about, or is that just us? I know, I know it goes great for all y'all, but for us, it was it was really uh, a challenge. But we did it, and and it felt good to to complete those projects. It felt good to get it to get it finished. And and so whenever you look at those different projects and the ideas of building or remodeling. You could feel some sort of stress with it, but there's enough hope and excitement that it kind of helps you endure right through it. But whenever we consider that Jesus said, I will build my church, we never bring any of those feelings and emotions into the equation. And I'm not even sure why, because, I mean, I have built many things through the years and just about everything that I've built. I cannot stand up here today and tell you that everything went perfectly I wish I could there were so many ideas going into it and you go uh, you know what I'm saying you go into the project and you're thinking this is a 30-minute project come do the show over here DIY network where you at HGTV let me show you how it's done it turns into a a, it started out a 30-minute project that you thought and it turns out to be like 30 days of 30 months some of y'all got some 30-year projects still going you know what I'm saying? Oh, we always said we were going to paint those cabinets. See, the kids crying because the cabinets still aren't painted. <laughs> so when Jesus says, I will build my church, I think this is something important to understand. This isn't a turnkey operation. It's not. But when we go into it, because we feel all the emotion, the hope, the excitement, we go into it just feeling like, hey, Pastor Wade, keep reading the verse in Matthew 16, because the next verse, he says, I will give you the keys. But before he gives you the keys, he's got to build it. So it's not a turnkey operation. There's some work that is involved in this it's going to take some some patience come on how many of y'all got extra patience just hanging around right now or or some extra time because you all got plenty of that or 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 the investment the financial investment and the problem solving and the decisions i'm not trying to discourage you from building anything i'm just wanting you to see the reality of what goes into it it's not as easy as this is my dream. <laughs> a dream without work is a fantasy, man. And so when Jesus says, I will build my church, I'm not quite sure why we just think that it's going to be problem-free and this is going to be the easiest thing ever. One of the biggest things that we run into whenever we're in one of these projects is impatience. <laughs> like everybody's asking you, how much longer y'all going to be working on that thing? <laughs> like my kids, when we were remodeling the house, they were like, how much longer is this going to take? And you know that feeling as a parent, you have the comeback already ready to respond to them. And it starts with, if you ask that one more time, and it's followed with a threat. How many of y'all got that one just lined up, ready to go, locked and loaded? You know what I'm saying? And, but you're trying to have a good culture in your house, and so you're not going to do that. <laughs> and it's like, well, we'll finish whenever we get it all done. Now let's get to work. Go put that in the trash. Let's go. It... it the, the, it, the patience that it takes to build. And I share that with you today because if Jesus is literally building his church, which, by the way, means he's building us, the patience that it's going to take for him to do the work in your life, it's not just turnkey. He got some things to work on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some of us, we know we got some stuff in the house, like in our own life. 
that it's going to take a little while to get that out of there. And, and some of the smell of it that's been there for years and years, it's going to take a little while to get that out of here. And, and, and some of these old decisions that we made, that we chose to bring that into our lives, it's going to take a little while. Come on, are you following today? It's going to take a little bit. It's not just turnkey. And so the process of God building his church is the same process just like whenever we're building something. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of work. And so last week when we said God isn't finished, let's bring it into this context. Hey, God, how much longer is this going to take? Yeah, I know. Like when you start thinking of it that way, it's like, of course it takes time. I'm not just the average fixer-upper here. Come on, you got to completely gut some things in my life. you got to get rid of some things. There's some old things in there that cannot come into the new. And so, God, you got a lot of work to do. And so I'm going to have to be a little bit more patient with the work that God is doing in my life because I understand this isn't just turnkey. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Follow along on the screens. You can open this up in your Bible, but I want you to follow along. It says, and I am certain that God, who began this Good work. God began a good work within you. will continue his work until it is finally finished. He's not leaving the job site. He's like, I got a lot to do here. And so he started the good work, and he is going to finish it. And it says, on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So he started a good work, and God wants to do some good work in your life. But the work is in the process stage. And that's the part where we have a problem because we prefer progress over process. And we will be willing to skip the process to get progress. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just cover that up with paint. Just cover it up. Just hurry up. Just hurry up because I need this to be done so I can go to the next thing, so I can do the next thing, so I can experience the next thing. But it is a process, and here's the deal. He said he began the good work, and he will finish it. He's not going to leave the job site. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. Again, I told you I was using this to create a path for you because I want you to see the complete picture here. Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Amen. Thank God for the grace of God. Am I right? Grace is good. God could have destroyed us, but he loved us so much. He said, I'm going to give him some grace. And I'll save him. Saved by grace through faith, and that's you and I believing. And this is not from yourselves, meaning this. He's doing the building. He's doing it. He's working on us. We think we're doing it all and just want God to come and sign the little card saying, I approve, but it's the work that he is doing in us. Okay? So watch this. This is a gift from God, not by works so that none can boast, for we are God's handiwork. Now we're starting to see this thing turn. He's like a skilled craftsman. We are his handiwork created in Christ Jesus, watch this, to do good works. He started a good work, but the work that he's doing won't just be described as a good work, but it's going to be a work that continues through you and I. So he does a good work to build us so that you and I can do some good works. 
let's not get this backwards and think that I can work well enough or hard enough and do good enough that God would reward me with salvation. That is not how it works. God, God gives us salvation through our faith in him. And because of our faith in him, we literally open the door and say, God, I give you permission to come and build me. I give you permission to come and work in my life. And as he works in our life, what does he begin to do? As he gets this straightened up and this shirt up and this, this fixed, this fixed, all these different things, as all of the good work that he is doing in our life progresses, now he puts us in the place to begin to do some good works as well. So it's not just what he's doing for me. It's not just what he's doing in me. But what God is doing is so big in your life. It's not just for you. It's for them too. It's like building this really nice house and it looks great and never inviting anyone over. We're going to have a pool. We're going to have an outdoor kitchen. All the things. Come on, all the things you want, all the things. And it's like, yeah, I ain't inviting nobody over. Come make a mess at my house. You know what I'm talking about? No, when you get, when you have that kind of work done at your house. You inviting people over so they can experience it as well. And the good work that God is doing in your life isn't just for you. It's for everyone to see the good work of God. And when they see the good work of God, perhaps they will open their heart and say, God, do that good work in me. Come on, are you starting to see how this is building now? So the building process is where we allow God to continue the good work that he has started in us. He created us in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. When we say, God, come work in me, we're saying, God, I don't want you to just get started. Imagine the contractor showing up on your job, and they get started, and then they never show up again. The work will never get finished. Hold on. Let me give you another scenario, because that's the easy one. What about when you say, let's get started? But that's as far as you let them go. Because there is a cost involved. Y'all see how this works now. Because the salvation is free and the good works he wants to do in your life is free. But the good work that he wants to do in your life, it's going to cost you some old works. Some old works, some stuff that doesn't belong in there. And they're trying to tell you, you can't have this in the house. They're just going to destroy it. It's going to tear it down. It's going to burn it down. But we like it so much. It's sentimental because that's how we've always operated. That's how we've always been. And I got to bring it with me. And they're trying to tell you, but you can't. It's even a violation of the code. But we still want to bring it in there with us. The building process. It's a process of good work that God does in us to set up the good works that he has for us to do. And this, my friends, is where the process becomes progress. This is where maturity in the believer begins to happen because now it's not just feelings anymore. See, when you start the building project and you see the ground break and you see the materials show up, it feels good. But once it starts going in the time it takes, and the decisions that it takes, it begins to cost you something. And the question is, will I continue to allow this to be built in my life, with my life? Or is the cost too much? It's part of the building process. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think this is a really, really good um, Bible example. We talked about uh, Simon Peter. 
And we talked about how Jesus told him to launch into the deep. He had fished all night and caught nothing. And Jesus gets in the boat and says, I want you to launch out again. And I want you to fish some more. And, 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 and Peter's like, oh, I'm tired. But if you say so, I go. And we said this statement. We said that going deeper is where development takes place. Y'all remember that? When you go deeper, that's where the development takes place. So watch this. The process of salvation, and I'm going to throw another word at you, sanctification. You know what sanctification is? That's where you get cleaned up. That's where the stuff that doesn't belong, God starts saying, let's get this out of here. Let's get this out of here. Let's straighten some things up and build you to last. The process of salvation and sanctification is the development that God wants to do in your life. That's where he wants to develop us, and that's where he is literally building us. It's through the process of salvation and sanctification. And I know that's like a big old fancy word, sanctification, but it means to be made clean, to be made right, to be made pure. And God is trying to work this in our lives, but the problem is we have these things called desires. And because of these desires, we have allowed things in our lives that we have become dependent on. And so when God says, hey, I want you to keep going and move forward, the idea of moving forward without those things that we have depended on for so long, that's where we have a problem with the contractor. Come on, somebody. Because this ain't looking the way I thought it was going to look. Because it's not the process I thought we would have to take. And whenever you share this, it, it feels a little bit like stepping on toes, but it's not stepping on toes. It's understanding the process. Say process. It's understanding the process of how God is trying to develop you. It's God literally trying to build you, and you literally looking at God saying, you don't know what you're doing, bro. I wouldn't recommend talking to God that way. Simon Peter this is how I'll say it. He was such a work in progress. Oh, my goodness. I, this guy, he was a loudmouth disciple. How many of y'all know somebody who's loudmouth? How many of y'all, they, and they're in the room right now. Y'all know them? And it ain't just me, so don't just look at me. There are others. I'm talking about the, listen, Simon Peter was like the big shot disciple. Remember when he said, if that's you, Lord, let me come walk on the water. I know we share the story with our kids, but like, do you really have to walk on water, Simon Peter? I know I'm ruining your childhood for a lot of y'all because that's like your, your pinnacle Bible story. That's your go-to. But did he really have to walk on the water? He didn't have to, but he's like, oh, Lord, if that's you, let me come walk on the water. And so you begin to see this guy, he's, he's some work. You know what I'm saying? He is some work. But through all of his struggles, through all of this, guess what? Jesus was developing him. He was building him. See, he wasn't, he wasn't developed in a day. It was through steps that he was built. It was a process. It wasn't just, hey, come follow me, and the next day he's the all-star preacher. It was a process. There were some things that Jesus was working out. There were some tests even. 
that he was working out, all in the process of building him into God, into who God really wanted him to be. And so even though we know about the famous step when he stepped out the boat and walked on water, that's the famous step. But there are some other steps that were so important. Like when Jesus said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men, that step was a big one. See, that wasn't the pretty one that was highlighted. This is the one that, that, that you have to consider the cost. This is the one that is costing him something because he realizes from this day on, my life is going to be changed. And many times when we come to Jesus, we don't consider that he's going to change our life. We just consider that he's just going to make it better. But in the process of making it better, he will change your life. And that can become frustrating at times to the point that you say, I don't want you coming here today. I'm in a different season. Come on, let's make it spiritual. I'm in a different season in my life, Lord. God's like, I created the season, son. <laughs> Am I right? But we reached a point to where it's like, God, I don't want you working on me. I just want you working for me. Oh, Jesus, help me. See, Simon Peter, I mean, he was work, man. But we see through the process, the steps that he took when he followed, when he left everything, when he obeyed, when he served, when he was corrected. Come on. When he went up on the mountaintop for the transfiguration of Jesus. Come on, big moment right there. Went on the mountaintop with Jesus. And Moses showed up. And Elijah showed up. I mean, this is a biblical moment right here. And Simon Peter got invited to the biblical moment. And, and, and in the process of witnessing this whole thing on the mountaintop, he came up with an idea to build something. He said, hey, this is good that we are here. Let's build three shelters for these guys. And Jesus didn't even acknowledge him. You would just feel like you were straight up looked over. You weren't included in the meeting. Jesus didn't even hear him out and just moved on. Because Jesus wasn't coming to build a shelter. He was coming to build a church. Come on. And this shows us how we can limit God with our small thinking, we turn this into a massive eternal possibility into a weekend project. Building the church was, a, was an eternal process that Jesus was, was encountering and that he was embarking on. And in the moment, Simon Peter, with all of his fleshly tendencies, all of his thinking, just was trying to limit Jesus by saying, hey, I think it's good we're here. Let's build three shelters. Let's build three sheds. And Jesus didn't even acknowledge him. And that would hurt people's feelings. You didn't acknowledge me. You didn't make my idea feel valuable. You didn't make me feel included. I'm done with you, Jesus. You hurt me. In the building process. I'm not, I'm not promoting it. I'm telling you, in a building process, there is plenty of opportunities to be hurt. And hurt others. It happens. When Cynthia and I were building these homes... I can't tell you how many times we had to say, I'm sorry. 
It wasn't because we were like raged and like throwing things and just so angry. It's just decisions have to be made and you don't really know what you want to. You have to make a decision on it. And you only got that much budget. (laughs) Game changer. Am I right? So many times it was, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too, but I still want that piece. (laughs) (laughs) Think about when Simon Peter was corrected. Think about when he had to help feed the 5,000. Last week we fed fed like 300 and something people and it was work feeding 5,000. That is a lot of people. That's not a 20-minute Bible story. That's a lot of work. And he, he was there working it. And then afterwards, he had to pick up all the leftovers. They had to clean up after everybody. Everybody went home. Oh, Jesus was so Did you hear that sermon he preached today? Oh, it was so good, man. And Simon Peter, he ain't going home. He helped feed the 5,000. Now he got to clean up after him. Getting mad. Oh, pick up your trash. Come on. It's part of the process. So when we say Jesus will build his church, we weren't just saying he's going to help you make it through Monday. It's a little bit more. We're saying this. We're saying he's building character in us. We say he's building some endurance in us. We say that he's building some holiness in us. Not just to help us make it. Not just to help us. Oh, listen, I know. I want to encourage you. You're going to make it. But it's not just so you can make it. It's so that he can make you into everything that he has planned for you to be. And if it means he's got to take you through some process to get you there, he sees the value in it. He sees that it's going to be worth it, and he will bring you right through the process. Anybody in the process right now? Anybody been going through the process? Just wave at me. Come on, just wait. You you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, that's got to be character building because I did not enjoy that. Didn't enjoy that. That was challenging. What was that all about? I'm just trying to help. And the Lord's like, I'm going to use it, though. I'm going to use it to turn you into somebody you never thought you could be. I'm going to use it to build some endurance. I'm working on some patience in you. You ever pray for patience? Ooh, dangerous. Because as soon as you pray for it, the Lord puts you in situations where you have to be patient. Am I right? Some of you are like, oh, I'll quit that prayer right now. Lord, I just want your love. (laughs) Just love me, Jesus. (laughs) All of this is a building process. It's a series of steps. And that, my friends, is a walk with God. And listen, as challenging as it is, it's rewarding. Cynthia and I, in the house we live in now, we have this idea uh, to... To put a brick wall in our kitchen. Lovely idea, am I right? I mean, we just had the vision for it, man. We were so just, <clears throat> and some of you who've been to our house, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, this thing came out great, but can I tell you the first day that we started, and it was 3 a.m., Cynthia said, I'm done. I got to go. And I said, I'm going to stay a little longer. She just left. I don't know what happened. I'm done. Got to go. 
this grand idea turned into what are we doing? But now that it's finished, man, there's a sense of joy. There's the sense of accomplishment. And listen, you would think it's me that's, as soon as someone comes to my house, that's touting this thing. No, no, no. Cynthia's like, come, let me show you this. This is the brick wall that we did. (laughs) This is what we did. It was hard work. This is what we did. Yeah, we did do it. It was we. It was. Let me bring this home for you today. Remember when Jesus said he would build his church, and he told Simon Peter, he told Simon Peter, on this rock I will build my church. Y'all remember that? Let me show you where it's happening. You fast forward to Acts chapter 2, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. You say, why are you reading all this? Because i got to show you everything that's happening to show you what's really happening. Okay? At the time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. And they were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia. Some of y'all are like, I don't I can't read all that. I can't where are they from? That place and this place and all these other places, somewhere around Egypt and in Libya. That's the only ones I know. Oh, Rome, I want to go there one day. Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. And right there, you're just like, I'm lost. They talking weird stuff. I don't know if I want to do that. Carry on, preacher. Finish this. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. And I said all that to get you to verse 14. Then Peter stepped forward. It's been a process. And it hasn't always been pretty. It's been a process. All the development, the building, the teaching, the correcting. And now we see the progress. For so long we didn't. But now we see the progress. When Jesus said he would build his church, here it is. It's starting. And it's been a process, but it took a step. It took a step. And of all Peter, of all people, Peter, he's the one. This is what you got to know. He didn't have it together at this point. He just denied Jesus a few days earlier. When they said, I saw you, you were with them. He began to use profanity. Come on, disciple of Jesus. I'm talking about following like with Jesus in person, using profanity. Uh Uh-uh, don't do that. And he said, I don't even know who you're talking about. This is the guy. This is the guy right here. 
who is taking the step, and the church is being birthed. It's been a process, y'all. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's been a process. And during the process, sometimes we stumble a little bit. Sometimes we do some things that we look back and say, what was I doing? What was I even thinking? And Peter is just coming out of this season in his life, this moment in his life where he stumbled, but now he is stepping. I wonder how many people have been just through the whole process has just been stumbling along the way, trying to get there, having a good day and having a bad day, having a season where it goes well, having a season where it looks awful. And it's like, I would, I, Jesus, why do you even allow me to be a disciple? But you keep moving. And even though you're stumbling, even though you're falling, even though you're failing, you're trying to fail forward. Because you know that he started a good work in you. And he's not finished yet. And so even though you're stumbling, you're still trying to take a step. Man. And here's what I wonder. I wonder if Peter even knew what was actually happening. I wonder if he's, he, he unrolled the blueprint the night before with the disciples in the upper room. And I wonder if he had the, the meeting. You know, guys, he did say, I'm the rock on which he would build his church. So let me just kind of unroll the prints and the plans and let you know how God's going to do He had no clue what he was doing. He didn't know what he was about to step into. He was just following in faith. He was following in faith. And the moment presented himself, and it says, then Peter stepped forward. Then Peter stepped forward. And you could say that he walked right into it. He walked right into it. And here's what I need you to see. He didn't have a spec sheet to tell him every detail of everything that he needed to do. But now he's got something even better. He's got the Spirit of God that's leading him forward. Too many times we want all the answers when he's already given us the one with the answers. And he says, follow, follow. Follow him. Do what he does. Go where he goes. So many people have asked me, that passed on the interstate here. What are they building there? They don't know. What are they building? And sometimes we look at our own lives and we say, God, what are you building? Because when I consider the process, I don't know. It doesn't look like you're building what I think you're building. Anybody can relate? Mm-hmm. God, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building. I started a good work. It doesn't look like it yet, but hang tight. Because the work I do is considered a masterpiece. Come on. 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 So the real question this brings us to is this. It's not just God, what are you doing? God, what are you building? The question for us that we have to answer is, Are we, I'm going to use a word, I made it up, buildable? Are you buildable? I know you're questioning my ability to speak the English language. That's all right. It won't be the first time and it won't be the last time. Our lives are in so many pieces. 
We want God just to put us together in one step. We got a piece here. We got a piece there. We got all the different pieces of our lives all over the place. And this step that Peter took, this is just a continuation of steps that he had already taken. This wasn't his first one. This was just another one. And that another one happened to be pretty significant. Yeah, you know, because it was bigger than him now. That step was bigger than him. And now it's starting to look like the plan from Matthew 16 is happening. Because when he says that you are Peter and I will build my church upon this rock, you go from there. I mean, we got one story where Jesus called Peter Satan. Peter said, Jesus, I'll never let you go and die. I'll never let you go to the cross. And Jesus like, get behind me, Satan. I've been called a lot of things in my life. I've never been called Satan. That's strong. He was just name calling. He was trying to help him to see you're not looking at this right. You're missing the point. You have this moment where he questions Jesus' plan, and now he denies that he even knows Jesus. But he kept stepping. Another step, another step. And now it's happening. When Jesus said, I will build my church, it's beginning. See, he did it through a person. Jesus chose to do this through people like us. And I, I don't know a perfect person. I don't. And I see the church still going and God continually using imperfect people. Come on. It's not always ideal building conditions. In our lives personally, am I right? It's just not always built. In, in the culture, it's not always ideal building conditions. But yet, this is where we go back and remember, he is for us. Because he is continually trying to build. And we see that he is faithful because he hasn't given up on us. He continues to reach out. He continues to put people in our lives. He continues to pour out his spirit on us. He continues to do it over and over, and he's not quitting. And this is where we realize he's not finished. He's just getting started. Peter had to step, and with every single step he took, Jesus was building him. And even though he wasn't perfect, he was buildable. He was buildable. He wasn't perfect. He was buildable. Are you buildable? Real quick, three things. To being buildable. This is where we finish. Kev, you can come on up. Number one, and I'm coming right from Acts chapter two. Number one, how is your spirit? How is your spirit? We don't consider this all the time. We often try to look at the bottom line with everything. But how is your spirit? And this is what I know. Whatever we are filled with will determine our spirit. Whatever we fill ourselves with, that's what is going to determine our spirit. And watch this. The Bible says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Meaning this, that you and I were meant to be filled with the Spirit of God. But instead of filling ourselves with the Spirit of God, we fill our lives with so many other things. And things we don't even want there. I'll show you one. Anger. 
If you were going to make the top 10 list of what you want your life filled with, I don't think any of us are saying, top of my list, starts with the letter A, it's got to be first, let's go with anger. We don't do that. Am I right? We say, I want my life to be filled with things like love. joy peace come on yeah I'm about to say patience self-control meekness righteousness come on wouldn't that be the kind of things that we want to fill our lives with the Holy Spirit produces that in us We talk about physical health. We talk about mental and emotional health. But what about spiritual health? What about your spiritual health? I felt like I need to ask this question today. Is your spirit agitated? Are you unfulfilled? And we're trying to build a life with those conditions. Think about it. Are we building them? Creating me a clean heart and watch this and renew a right spirit within me. Come on. It's like, God, I just want you for the forgiveness part. Just come and forgive me every time I mess up. And God's like, we can do better than that. Because we can get you to the point that you conquer some of these things that are taking you down. A right spirit, man. Here's the second thing. Are we buildable? What are you saying? What are you saying? And I really thought about this one because I started to think about the things that come out of our mouth because I think that's a reflection of our spirit. And I begin to realize that the people that we're talking to the most aren't the people out there. It's the person in here. What have you been saying to you? What have you been saying? Let me put it like this. What have you been saying to the very one that Jesus is trying to build? We put down his work over and over and over again. Think about that. I I need this to settle right here. Because we will trash ourselves privately. very thing that he is trying to build we tear it down with our words what are you saying this is what they heard them saying this is they heard them saying the things of god in their own language this is what the people on the outside heard they heard the way they were speaking and it caught their attention and said we have to go in here we have to go and see what this is all about how is our speech How are we speaking to ourselves? I think about Ephesians 4, 29. Only speak the things that are helpful and useful and building up, building up, building up. How are we speaking? Here's the last thing, number three. Where are you stepping? Where are you stepping? All of us have a step to take. But chances are some of the steps we've taken in the past didn't go the way we thought they would 
I've been on job sites before where I've stepped on a nail and it hurt. And many times we're taking steps and we didn't see that there and, we, and it hurt. But do we shut down the whole building process because of that? Or do we get a little smarter and say, I need to watch for nails? Are, are, are y'all grabbing this today? Or are, are, are y'all seeing what I'm, what I'm saying? But I know you're saying, but pastor, what if I'm struggling? Or, or listen, it's not just struggling. Some people just stop. This is it. This is as far as I go. This verse popped in mind. Though a righteous person falls seven times, he gets up again. Some people say, but I'm stuck. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So maybe you did mess up. Maybe you are dealing with something. Maybe you gave up. Maybe you quit. This is where I remind you that God isn't finished. Are you? Because he's not. And he wants the work to continue. Will you still give him access to do the work that he wants to do in your life? And just like with Peter, who came off of a colossal failure that is in the Bible for all of us to read. It's in there. I wouldn't want that printed about me. Just put the good stuff. We see from his example that even though he fell, even though he was stumbling and thought it was over, God wasn't finished because it was already spoken that he would build his church. And all it took was another step. And maybe you have fallen. Maybe you quit. Maybe you gave up. Today could be the day that you say, I'm going to take another step. And it doesn't have to be the biggest step, just a step in that direction. Just a step in that direction. Just a step to let him know, coming your way. You're in, you're in the building process. And if you stick with it, you will see the progress. Many of you, gosh, mm, many of you, you're much further along than what you give yourself credit for. But the problem is we want it to be perfect. And when it's perfect, I will be right. He's been making you right long before you ever realize that you could be perfect. I finish with this today. I can remember when I was a kid in children's church. Now they give it fancy names like Emerge Kids. Back in the day, they weren't that creative. They just called it children's church. Not even kids' church, just children's church. And we sang a song. And it stuck with me for years. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Come on, you know it. I would sing it, but y'all would leave. It took him just a week to make the moon, the stars, something, Jupiter, Earth, Venus, and Mars, something like that. He's still working on me. He's not finished. But I go back to the verse. The one who began the good work will be faithful to finish it. It's a good work. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, thank you for these moments here. You're doing a good work. You're building us. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I am in the process. And I'm walking through some things right now. I'm walking through it. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm in the process right now. I'm walking through some things. 
I'm walking through it. And maybe you don't see what's really happened, but you just say, I'm walking through some things. Maybe you didn't stumble. Maybe you did. Maybe you contemplated just shutting it down, just stop it all. And you're trying to figure out, how do I keep going forward? How do I keep going? Just keep stepping. Just keep stepping. See, when you stood up just now, I think that was a step. It was a step because it was admitting, I ain't there yet. But he's still working. Come on, he's still working on that marriage. He's still working on your healing. Come on. He's still working on that attitude. He's still working on that anger, the unforgiveness. He's still working. He's still working. He's still working. I got to convince you, he's still working. He's not finished. He's still working on your heart. He's still working on your emotions. I know, he's still working. He's still working. As you're standing, I want you to lift your hands. Father, today... Many stand here because they know they're in the process. I pray right now you would change the perspective of the process from what feels like a burden to help them see that it's actually you building them. You're building them through what they're going through. You're building them through it. You're building some endurance. You're building some patience, some character. Father, I pray right now that you will pour out your spirit on them and make them buildable. They will have the right spirit. They will have the right speech, and they will take the right steps, Father. I pray even if they're stumbling, they get up again today. Come on, somebody needs to get up today. It's time to get up. You've been stumbling. You've been falling through this. It's time to stand and start stepping. Father, I pray that your grace will be on them, and your spirit will be in them. And I thank you that you're building them. When you said you built your church, you meant them build them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone stand to your feet this morning as we finish all across the room. Don't want to leave a Sunday without leading you in this prayer. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to surrender your life to him. Open your heart. Let him fill you. This can be the beginning. I believe he brought you here. You heard this message today so that the process can begin. Will you repeat this prayer after me as we pray this this morning? Say, Dear Lord, thank you for loving me and for going to the cross to pay the price so that my sins could be forgiven. Today I'm making a decision. I surrender my life to you and I choose to follow you. I ask you to make me a new person. Build me into who you want me to be. I'm all yours in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.